You are listening to You Can Quote Me Podcast with Zoe and Jay, where we discuss quotes, where we agree, sometimes disagree, and play devil's advocate, and all that in between. Stay tuned. Okay, first quote is, I choose to be happy. Okay. You get ten. You get ten out of ten points for being succinct, impactful, meaningful, and lasting. I'm comparing to my quotes, especially the longer ones that I like. <laughs> Just so like, what 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 is happening? Where is this going? What, what is... No. So say it one more time, please. I choose to be happy. I choose to be happy. I choose to be happy. Happiness is a choice in this instance. So we are uh, going to discuss whether it's agreeable or disagreeable. I like it. It's like a, you know what it's like? It's like a, uh, one of those, it's like a daisy. Mm. It's like a little daisy in the garden. That you, that, that's how it occurs to me. It's like a little flower in the garden that says, I choose to be happy. And it's just like, it's just there. You can pluck it and you can hold it in your hands. Um... I choose to be happy, yeah, okay. Okay. Happiness as a choice. So where are you at with it personally? Do you agree with it? Like what's your take? I think it's I think it's great. I think it's a great quote. I agree with what it what it implies. Do you feel that you have a choice? Do you feel you have control over your choice to be happy? Yeah, I feel like happiness is an inside job. Like, <laughs> like that. It's um, very much about the choices that you make. But then at the same time, I do have this thing about the choices that are available to us, which I think is different for everyone else. For sure. So there was a, I had a mini dispute some, a long time ago on Facebook about somebody who said, um, it was about a heroin addict and then the person was saying well they chose to be a heroin addict hmm. and I was like maybe they didn't choose maybe they didn't have the choices maybe they didn't make the right choices maybe they didn't have the choices in front of them the opportunities to take a different path because I don't think anyone would choose to be a heroin addict and that was my argument in return to what this person was saying in terms of happiness I choose to be happy yeah, I like it. Just to go back on what you said about um, someone choosing to be a heroin addict, I think almost like someone who's an alcoholic, they chose to drink alcohol. They didn't choose to be an addict of alcohol. So I think that's so, very different to differentiate because we can all, we both had alcohol. Sure. We're not addicts. And, what, and I'm not taking anything away from addicts and stuff like that, but we all started off the same way. We all had a drink of alcohol. Right. It's just the choices were made from then, whether they be mm. out of their control or in their control. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Okay. Um, I choose to be happy. It's also on www.quotebags.co.uk because it's one of the quotes that I made up myself. Nice. Um, ironically, I, be- I do believe in this quote, um, 
but I do believe, like, kind of, I think we spoke about it maybe the first episode or second, but there um, are degrees of being happy. Um, so if we think about someone who is in, who's in jail and is it solitary, solitary confinement? Yeah. Yeah, so you're literally in a dark space constantly. Um for not constantly like 20 out of the 24 hours a day what you do then uh, apologies people you know what you do then is you make the most out of that mm. um yeah challenging, challenging of course circumstances. completely completely but obviously i don't i don't want to take away from people who've been in solid, solitary confinement so let me not say you make the most out of it no. without without at least using the disclaimer of i don't know what it is but that's that's what I was trying to get at. A lot of people have this idea like happiness is all they want. It's like I just want to be happy. Do you feel that's like it's a final destination? Yeah, like, I think we spoke about it before. I think happiness is a destination, such as freedom is a destination. But fi- but having moments of happiness, but but, but having mo- having moments of feeling happy, having moments of being free, is what the journey is for me. In this country, England, mm. we don't have anything that's kind of written in um, constitution-wise that mentions happiness. But in America, I know they have the pursuit of happiness as uh, in the... In, in the constitution? I think it's in the constitution. Ah, uh, I didn't know that. Okay. Certainly, I want to say the, one of the founding fathers mentioned it, like all men are created equal and to have the something 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 pursuit of happiness is included is this is part of the american dream could well be mm, okay that's, that's what might be what I'm, what I'm referring to yeah all people all people are equal and all people obviously i'm paraphrasing have the right to be successful and all something yeah. like that yeah. yeah and equal resources yeah mm. do you think it matters that it's not do you think it's a part of a british legacy like that happiness that we that people seek the British Constitution is older than the American Constitution, so, and a lot of the laws that were there about three or four hundred years ago are still there now, so um, they weren't thinking about happiness then. No. So, but the question is, do you think, well, so what was your question? I might have gone off on a tangent. Do you think it's important, do you think it's important to British people, as important to British people, happen, do you think happiness is as important to British people as it is to say for example americans yeah oh yeah for sure completely yeah Yeah. which is why the entertainment industry is striving um thriving shall i say even after the pandemic you know um this is why grants were given grants in this country yeah grants were given so in this country to make sure the theater world is um the acting world the theater world the people who run that um were given bursaries to help themselves, you know? This, um, these are all things that make people happy, people mm. who do it, and, the, and you know, p- people don't... Basically, people don't go to the cinema to feel sad. People don't go to a theatre to feel sad. They may watch something sad, but it's entertaining mm. in some way or another because it makes them, like... My hobby is going to the theatre. Um, is, is watching... Yeah, it's going to the theatre. If you think of a hobby, you think of something you enjoy. Yeah. Happy... Being happy in it, so being happy and enjoying something to me, I feel like they're best friends. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. In answer to your question, I think it's very important. I think it's important in the whole world. Um, it's just what things pertain to you in order to make that happen. Nice. 
Thanks. <laughs> What's yours? So, quote, we're going to start off with, it's a little bit of a, it's not a story, it's not long, but it's a little bit of context before we get to the quote. So it says, a student once asked Bruce Lee, you teach me fighting, but you talk about peace. How do you reconcile the two? Bruce Lee replied, it is better to be a warrior in a garden than to be a gardener in a war. Do you say that again? All of it? Yeah. A student once asked Bruce Lee, you teach me fighting, but you talk about peace. How do you reconcile the two? Bruce Lee said, it is better to be a warrior in a garden than to be a gardener in a war. Oh, wow. Okay. So the main quote is, it is better to be a warrior in a garden than to be a gardener in a war. Because you're prepared. Yeah, I was thinking that as well. Yeah, because you're prepared. Preparedness. Yeah, a gardener in a war probably would be one of the first people to... Um, kick kick bucket (laughs) yeah kick the bucket Um, whereas a warrior in a garden you have your wits about yourself um, you're aware you're probably more comfortable more safe more everything Uh, my dad yes actually this morning um, I went round to his and he he bought me an alarm yeah small little alarm Um, I think maybe because of what's been happening now but also Sometimes when I'm leaving places, it's like two o'clock in the morning and he just wants me to feel comfortable. Um, oh, it's a carry personal alarm. Yeah, so it's a personal alarm. Yeah, I just have to pull like the pin and then it comes out and then this huge noise with a torch, um, which is really lovely of him to think of me that way. But I guess that's what he was trying to do. He, was, he wanted me to be a warrior in a gardener, in, in a garden, because... Even if nothing were to happen, yeah. you now you, you now know you've got Preparedness. it. And it's a bit yeah. about mindset as well, maybe. Oh yeah, for sure, completely. I think all martial arts is more about mindset. Yeah. I know it's a physical act, um, but I do think it's more, more about mindset. Awareness is, is mental. Yeah. Awareness is not physical. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. <Nice. laughs> that was cool. Um, so, my next quote kind of ties in with what I was talking about before. Mm-hmm. Um, oops, that is just me unlocking my phone so I can show you the quote. And it is: "Do what you can, do what you can, with what you have, where you are." What you can, with what you have, where you are. Do what you can. I'll say it again: Do what you can, with what you have, where you are. Yeah. So do what you can. With what you have, where you are. Would you like to know who it is? Go for it. No. 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 It is by... (laughs) I want you to tell me your thoughts. Okay, so um, it reminds me of two things. One is the journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step. You have to start, right? Do what you can. Start. It makes me think, like, start now. Just start using what you can basically whether that's one pound hundred pounds or whether it's sticks and stones or whatever you have in front of you wherever you are and i feel like it's important like to just start whatever you're doing just start Mm -hmm. just start Mm -hmm. start what you're doing and um 
figure the rest out later. I've heard of um, people who say, they say don't be limited by what you don't know because that can be the greatest gift, like doing things differently. Yeah, for sure, can for sure. Can be the best yeah. method. Mm-hmm. My degree was entrepreneurship and one of the first lessons that they were taught us um, in being an entrepreneur is that all successful entrepreneurs thought out of the box mm. and they thought with the resources that they have, yeah. not with what they don't have. Do you know how, for example, do you know like uh, Richard Branson? Do you know how he started Virgin? So um, it was in, I think it was, don't quote me, but it was a Caribbean island, I believe, and all the flights had been cancelled. And he, I don't know what he did, but I think he either got, he managed to charter a small plane and then he got all of the passengers who were supposed to be on his flight, he asked them to pay him. Right. And then he paid, he used that money that they gave him, okay. obviously he charged a bit more so he could make a profit, to pay for the chartered aeroplane, and then they yeah. all went home. And that's how he started Virgin Airways. So he was essentially stranded somewhere. He was stranded somewhere, right. all the flights were cancelled. Right. Um, he saw that they, but he, the only thing that were, were available were chartered flights, were chartered planes. Right. So he was like, okay, and that was his light bulb moment. You know? Yeah, I mean light bulb moments are important to me they make me they make me think like um that whole eureka moment finding a eureka moment is like it happens a lot Mm. some of the best inventions happen like the light bulb moment happens i guess the light bulb may, may well have been that as well but they i don't know how essential it is to have a a eureka moment i don't know how often they happen maybe once every 50 years maybe once I don't know maybe more frequently than that I mean I feel like Eureka moments can be slight as well Mm. like um, yeah I think they can be slight as well it's almost like um, you're walking down the street and you're like oh god I really really want um, okay I don't know (laughs) chai latte Um, but there's no chai lattes on there but there's no chai lattes down this road oh no but there's one like two rows down that's the eureka moment right i know it sounds silly it's minimal yeah yeah but no, it's I, still I that get you. you get yeah so but to go back to the quote of the understanding of doing what you can where you are mm. um with with what you have i think it's so um i'm to me i kind of use it as a life mantra and that actually makes me feel I feel like when I feel like I can't do things, it's usually because I am I'm saying I need this, 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 this. Yeah. But I'm just like, okay, but I do need this, this and this for what I've got in my head, but I have this, this and this, so what can I do with this? You know? Yeah, so, what can you do with what you've got? Exactly, yeah. So I just for me, on a personal level, um, it's very helpful and it's very anchoring as well. Definitely. Yeah. Cool, thank you. And you got another one? Sure. So my next quote is A book must be the axe for the frozen sea within us. He knows when I go quiet, he has to show me the quote. Because I was just like, what? A book must be the axe for the frozen sea within us. 
by Franz. Who is it? Kafka. Kafka. Oh. A book must be the axe. Okay. Or the frozen sea within us. So it's almost like obviously a book has information, knowledge. Um, we use that to help us move through the world, to yeah. help us get through something, yeah. to help us understand something. Has a book ever changed your life? No, lines in some books okay. have have shaped my life. Don't really don't really believe in in a certain moment or thing changing my life. It changes parts, but not all of it. Okay. Um, a book must be the axe for the frozen sea within us. Okay, this to me is is inspirational. As a writer, is to me before before setting off to write a book. It's not a limitation. But it's definitely for me. It's a a big motivation okay. for writing for anyone who writes. So instead of thinking to themselves, okay, I'm just gonna write a small nothing book. It will get, you know, it might affect someone. It might someone might read it. It might not read it. Mm. I think the intention behind writing should be that it should in fact really get at something within the core of a human of a human condition okay a book should have that purpose and ha- can have that impact it can be like i mean it might sound futile and maybe it is futile to ha- take an axe to a frozen sea to like hit a hit a frozen sea with an axe but maybe that's all we, we can do maybe that's all we've got and it, you know I don't think it sounds futile at all. I, I think it's probably one of the most strongest things that you, in a literal sense, you can to break frozen water. Mm. It's strong. You have control over it. Yeah, I think that's, no, I think that's dope. Mm. Yeah. Is there any, like, um, personal circumstances or anything you want to share that you feel you've used that? Or? There's, a, there's an image that I like. It's a, it's a book. It's a brick wall. And underneath the brick wall is one book, a single book, and the book disrupts the shape of the wall. I'm trying to find it so I can show you, hopefully I can. Describe so, the wall? Sorry, so it's just a... It's a book, and the oh, book I like. changes the shape and structure of the wall. So just... So just j- one book can, can actually change as a brick sort of inside the wall so just for our listeners it's basically like brick a wall made out of bricks all lined up um, on top of each other and then the wall in the at the bottom of the wall in the middle there is a book so the straight line of bricks is no longer a straight line because you've got almost like got this book that is balancing all of this wall on it Mm. it's dope we're gonna try and get that image to our listeners so they can see as well. So yeah, I think like a book can have that impact. It can change the structure of ourselves, our beings, our nature. I feel like words do. Yeah. Words, yeah. Connections do that. Big on that. I like it. Cool. Cool beans. Cool beans. Have we done? No, I've got yeah, one more, haven't I? One more. Um, so this is another one. Um, again, it's on www.quotebags.co.uk. Um, and it is called, and the quote is called, two words, stay human. Stay human. Mm. Don't go 
turning alien on me. I didn't um, say that. I know, I know, I know. Um, stay human, stay humane, stay connected, stay purposeful, stay grounded. What does it mean to be human? It means stay being, be, be yourself, be, uh, yeah, be. That's what I get from it. Be. Stay human. Okay. Stay be. be. No, just be. Just be. Or just, or be. Be. Okay. Okay. Okay, cool. Okay, I get what you're saying. Where were you, where were you coming from when you, um, made that? So for me, it was this idea that through the height of lockdown and through the height of COVID, um, people reached out for people, people were talking to people you wouldn't usually talk to, people were being more helpful, people weren't being as selfish, people weren't being as individual. It was more of a community. Um, and I kind of wanted to just push this idea that as, you know, obviously now, or as we're talking right now, there isn't a lockdown, um, things have opened up. Um, just to kind of keep that human spirit yeah. of connectivity. So what you were saying about Is that, that? something that we had lost sight of before COVID, do you think? I don't think we ever really had it. I think people helped people, like, it's not as bad, like, if you fell down on the floor, no one's going to help you and you're right. bleeding. I, d I don't think we live in a society that's like that, but I do think we live in a society that is quite selfish. Yeah. Um, and I know the society breathes that as well. And we all should take we should we all should take accountability for that. But it was just that idea. But also, um, and I and I always I never want to be preachy because this is not my thing. Um, but just this kind of idea that, uh, and I think the media doesn't help. But this, you know, like what's going on with in Afghanistan right now with um, the Taliban have taken over. Mm -hmm. um, with like Gaza and Palestine and other things that are happening in this world. Um, it's not, we don't, we're not affected by it because it's not us. We're not affected by it because it hasn't touched us or, so, but that person is still somebody's mother mm -hmm. or not, or was, is still someone's child. So yeah, just kind of staying human. It's almost like, um, so how I practice that, and I'm, I am not for once saying that I constantly do this and it's something um, I try to, but like, you know, like a homeless person or something or like on the tube, if someone's talking and they're like, oh, I need some, I need some money and stuff. Yeah. What I won't do is ignore them, even if it's just to shake my head and say no, right. because it's someone's child. Right. And also, no, minus that, it's someone, it's a human being. Right. So yeah, just, I think so, that's where I was going with when I wrote Stay Human. But like all of my bags and quotes, it means different things to different people. But yeah, no, people have definitely connected with it, which is good. Perfect. So what do you think? Is there anything you want to add to that? Stay human and don't lose sight of connection to other people, other humans. Mm. Yeah, it's just, it's important, I think, to, like you said, to not become so detached from your essential nature, which I believe is kind, compassionate, caring. Yeah. I think most people are born that way. For sure. 
Um, so that will be the humanity and to stay that way. Also staying human, I just thought about it, staying human to yourself, you yeah, know, yeah. being kind, being compassionate to yourself. Mm-hmm. I think we sometimes forget that. Like, I think we're all our biggest critics. That's not being compassionate to ourselves. You have another quote? Next quote would be, to be trusted is a greater compliment than being loved. Ooh. To be trusted is a greater compliment than being loved. May I say who it's by? Go for it. George MacDonald. Who is this person? Do you know? No. Okay. He looks like Alexander Graham Bell. No. Lincoln, he looks like Lincoln. He does look like Lincoln. Yeah. Um, so, to be trusted is a greater compliment than to be loved. What do you think? You tell me what you think. Well, I don't necessarily agree. I shared the quote, I felt like it was, it challenged me, it made me think like, is, do I think this is true? I wasn't gonna say, is this true? But then I don't think that's appropriate. Do I think this is true? And I, I just wrestled with it a little bit to be trusted as a greater compliment than being loved? I don't think it is. I feel like I could trust somebody with my finances and not love them. Hmm. Or I could love someone and not trust them with my finances, maybe because I know they like Louis Vuitton and they might splurge on that. But what what is a greater compliment? And then there's the idea of a compliment that we spoke about, was it last episode? Mm-hmm. Yeah, last episode, yeah. Compliments, so... Is it important? Does it even matter which one you choose? Um, so to play, to try and kind of see where he's coming from, um, potentially, I have obviously no idea what he was thinking, but there is this level of, I feel like if we take love, um, it's very fluid. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, so no, so is trust as well. But I feel like trust, trust, if you are trusted or, you ha- or you're trustworthy, I think that's, mm, actually, let me think about it. Go for it, I mean. Love to me has got many different levels and many different ways. So obviously he's, actually, no, you talk some more. I'm trying to get my, trying (laughs) to get my thoughts across. Yeah, go on, babbling. This this guy, I don't know who um, George MacDonald is and that maybe sometimes affects the way that I perceive some Why quotes. does it do that? Why does someone's because, n- name affect because, Not necessarily the quote, name, but Not the name, the person. Yeah, but why though? Because to me, I'm thinking to myself, what if this guy was like a Confederate soldier? But you agreed with the Hitler one though. I didn't agree. Did I, you not? I, I feel like you did. The Victor one, I feel like you did. I understood it. Love it. All right, I cool. understood where what it was getting at. <laughs> I love that. Go on. It's like, um, sorry, yeah, no, the Hitler thing was like something that I had possibly experienced. So ah, uh, okay. What was it? it? Was like nobody asks is it's something about nobody asks is the victor. Uh, the if victor. They told the truth. Yeah, the um, if they told the truth. Yeah, yeah or something like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Anyway, go back. So, yeah. Sorry. So it, I think it does matter who says the quote. Because that gives me a framework, like, who were they? Did they live by the quote? What were they, what th- were their intentions? Like, th- is this, does it reflect who they are? Like, the Nina Simone quote, that was also episode one. Um, 
was it episode two? It was episode two. I think I did about two or three, so right. it might have been in both both right. episodes. That one was like Nina Simone said that, and it affected me. I didn't agree with it, but I forgive straight away. Whereas Hitler's quote was like, "Well, even if he said, like a broken clock is, even a broken clock is right twice a day." <laughs> like that, like that. That's yeah. how I feel about um, Hitler's quote. Like, even if he was right, he, if you asked him the time and he gave you the time, yeah, you probably you couldn't argue with, with certain things. Mm, I disagree. The reason why I disagree is because for me, a quote is a quote. Like, I feel, I feel like you're now delving into the person, mm-hmm. who they are, what what they meant by the quote, which is understandable to a point, but it's also like, how do you perceive it? Because you've put a few quotes down, as have I, and we've both perceived it in different ways. Um, sometimes I think, sometimes I think it's just good to probably just take it, just take the words, and then we discuss the person, because then it automatically changes your ideas of it but then you might have felt something you you might have like agreed with that quote or might have felt a an affiliation with it but now you know the person you're yeah, like changes but, it Why yeah but then you're taking because you're now putting that quote those words that were that you felt some connection with into another situation and then it completely changes it which is understandable but you, you, the first situation was a situation that you connected with and that's how you connected with those words. I don't think they should even be put together, you know? Okay. I feel like there's a, a bit... It's almost dangerous to agree with some people these days. Um, if I was to agree with something that somebody in the past who was a terrible leader, a terrible ruler, which we've had... But if I was to outright agree and say, well, yeah, that's, I agree, then it, the context is that you agree with that person. But what we're, we're saying is that we agree with that quote. Hmm. But we don't necessarily agree with everything that they did in life. Yeah, so you but, need to be explicit when you're saying that then. And then so it's someone can't... But if I don't that. know who said it, that's why I'm just wary sometimes of agreeing outright before I know. But that's just where I'm at. Yeah, no, I, 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 I get it. But I think because we're only talking about a quote... We're not saying you agree with Hitler. No. We're saying you agree with a quote. For this case, in this quote... We don't even know who this person is. I don't know who this person is. And I don't even think I agree. But maybe he was a, a, a genius who changed the world for the oh. better. <laughs> okay, so to be trusted is a greater compliment than being loved. I understand what he's saying in the concept of... I think it's less egoic to be and also I I think so it is trust for me you it's almost like there's something about my character or my actions have met up with my words that have allowed you to put your trust into me right to be trusted yeah Yeah. so and, and I guess I'm talking about like I trust you yeah yeah Whereas love, yes, it is about my character, but your parents love you. Yeah. Um, I've, because you're their son, and it's not to say not because of your character as well, mm. but 
they'll love you as soon as you came into this world, as soon as you were like in your mum's stomach because they because you're their child. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. I feel yeah. like there's different. I guess the reason why I was struggling to do it is because I think they shouldn't be compared. Yes, that's probably why I was struggling to get what, it. That's what I was going to say. So what this quote makes me feel like is that we have to choose between love and trust. And the two are not mutually exclusive. You can have both. They don't have to exist without each other. You can, you know, why, are we made, why is this quote making me, not making me, but why is it, it's making me choose between love and trust and making one greater than the other. And that's how I feel about the quote. Okay. It's a greater compliment to be trusted than to be loved. And I'm like, well, no, love is over here. And trust is over here. And I'm just like comparing the two. But maybe I shouldn't be comparing. Should you see what it is? I, um, so, I don't know. I've got a more really weird, but I have, and obviously I've never heard this quote, but I have a more affiliation with someone saying they trust me than they love me. Um, and I think maybe it's an assumption that's wrong, but I would have, I know all the people who trust me in my life have a good affiliation, have a good connection with me and feel positive vibes towards me majority of the time. So I guess it's like, I kind of know that already. So I, so whereas trust is more of an action, like, I don't know, like, here Jay, this is my pin code, go get me some change, just yeah. get me some cash because you're on the because you're on the way. I trust you not to take a photo of my debit card and use right. you see what I'm saying? Right. But I think that shows something about your character with actions. I don't know. I sorry listeners, I'm I'm a bit I'm not on the fence. I'm just not fully thinking about it. No, I'm not thinking no, that's I am thinking about it. I'm probably okay. thinking about it too much. But yeah, I'm gonna leave it here with this one guys. Um because yeah, it's just where I'm at, really. <laughs> I hear you. And um, we're good. I think that's the end of episode four. It is episode four. So hopefully, see you guys episode five, and I hope you guys enjoyed it. Send us your thoughts. How about that? That would send be really, really, your really cool. About these quotes, and also send us quotes. Oh my god, I would love that. Yeah. So if you want to do that, you can DM at. If you're on Instagram, you can DM at. J underscore Miller or at Quote Bags UK, and we're also gonna set up a Insta for yeah, you can quote it. me. So at you can quote me. Um, yeah, I believe it's available. But if it's not available, you will know this prior to listening to episode four because we will be publicising it. <laughs> we haven't set up an Instagram account yet. Anyway, speak to you guys. Bye.